Hello. Welcome to the stream. Yes, welcome to the episode five of the various podcast. Um, mm-hmm. My name's Manuel. My name's Jesse. And yeah, here we are. Uh, so today's podcast, today's topic, I mean, for the podcast. I actually wasn't sure. I feel I got an idea like earlier in this week, and then I forgot what the idea was. <laughs> <laughs> which is a shame because I'm pretty sure it was a good idea but um, it's fine I came up with something else uh, so this week I would like to talk about uh, VR and when I say VR I don't I mean it, it can be obviously game related but I just mean as a whole as well like it doesn't have to specifically be about games and I have like a little structure here I wasn't sure how, like, what order exactly what to put these in, uh, but I think I, I think these will be fine. There's like four different kind of sections, I guess we can talk about. Okay. Um. So the first one, I just titled it "The Beginning of VR." So essentially, I want to talk about like when VR first came out. It's been a good while now, like probably over. Not probably. It's been over a decade for sure. Uh, That's it? I think so. Yeah. 2014. We would have just came out of high school. I mean... It's been a year after we graduated high school. It depends how you look at it. If you want to be technical, it's for sure over... It's probably like two decades. But if we're talking about like more mainstream, I think it's been like a decade. Okay. I wonder Um, what was out in 2014 probably like the oculus right i'll have to check like the original oculus i think i assume that one would have been out because i feel like that's kind of what kicked off that wasn't like the first but that and that was probably like the first kind of like mainstream where like yeah All right, continue with the categories because essentially we'd be starting about start talking about your first category. Okay. Uh, well, this is kind of I don't really have like more written down, so I guess it's it's kind of like a <laughs> I know <laughs> so, I'm so well prepared. I sectioned everything out. <laughs> this one, that's it. Listen, by <laughs> sectioned I mean I wrote down the beginning of VR, <laughs> but I think. No, it's fine. It's fine. There's plenty to talk about, right? So no, I, I'm not worried about the talking points. <laughs> I'm just worried about the fact you said, oh, I structured everything out by one thing. I didn't mean that like I wrote down literally like every step of the process. I, I just... thought there would be more than one. <laughs> no, there's more than one. There is more than one. Oh, okay. There's okay. four total. But I just meant like I didn't write like more things in between like for every uh, category or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I remember. Uh, I don't know about you, but I remember um, when VR first came out, or not when it first came out, but when, like when it first like became again like a mainstream thing. Uh, 
I'm pretty sure it wasn't like Chris. Did Chris have one or something? I, I seem to like vaguely remember that maybe, or maybe, or maybe he was just like really into it or something. No, I don't know why I have that thought, but anyway, Chris is like one of our old friends, by the way. Yeah. Um, not to be confused with Chris, which is his girlfriend. There is Christopher and Christina. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear. Cause we have mentioned that before. Uh, but um, anyway, so I remember it coming out and thinking like, this is really cool, right? Obviously you put a headset on and back then it was, I, it was more like for games, obviously. Now there's more use to it, but, um, and it was really like, it was kind of like probably when, you know, flat screen TVs came out and that was like a really big thing, even though they were like kind of shitty, like if you compare them to now, especially. Uh, but it was just like a technology, like a leap in technology. You know, you could put your headset on, you could play games and stuff in your headset. Like it was just really nice. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you can give your thoughts on like what you, you know, what you thought of when it first started coming out and stuff. Well, I was looking at information here and the, you're right. It was a decade ago. Uh, the Oculus got kickstarted in 2012. Okay. Oculus got bought by Facebook in 2014. Sony announced that they're working on a VR headset the same year. Samsung was making the Samsung Gear, the one that you put your phone in. So, like, yeah, 2014 would have been exactly 10 years ago, and that's where all the shit hit the fan for VR and yeah I remember the hype because the headset I bought wasn't long after that I'm trying to find where's HTC in this list okay HTC released the HTC Vive VR headset in 2016 so two years after the Oculus kind of gained traction Oh, it feels like my memory feels like this was more condensed than it actually was. That's first comment on that. My memory of VR being a thing felt more smaller time frame, but it's probably more the case of where we were and how out of the loop we were until I think, was I the first one to get a headset? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I got the Vive, and the Vive was awesome. It was really fun. Um, yeah. I, I guess it, it it doesn't matter that much. I want to really stick at like the the start of it. This is going to be like progressive, right? So like we'll talk more about future VR headsets and stuff later on. Uh, this is what, that's why it's called like the beginning of VR. Um, I remember since you mentioned the PS VR, which I, which like was one of the first big ones too. Um, and then do you by any chance remember which, uh, VR had, no, I think, no, it's never mind. Sorry. It was the PlayStation VR, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe not. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> What? I'm just <laughs> I'm thinking to myself my bad um but I do remember going to the uh, mall 
and I was with uh, Jacob back then, and they had a PSVR to try out in the mall. You could like sit down, give it a try. It was just like really simple, uh, like a demo, you know, whatever. And yeah. uh, it was really cool. Like you would go in. So you would, I, I don't know if you could stand or if you had to be sitting down. I can't remember for sure. But, uh, and then you were in this tank. There's multiple games, but this this is the one I did. You were in this like, uh, like a submersible, not really a tank, I guess, more like a cage. You know, like people, they go look at sharks and stuff and they're in like cages. Yeah. So it's it's essentially like that, but you're going down like deeper and deeper and you're kind of going through like underwater caves and stuff, but there's like sharks going by and all kinds of fish and stuff. Uh, and it was really impressive, like, because it was new, right? Like it was just maybe not brand new, like the PSVR came a little bit later, but still it was like, it wasn't something that was like readily available for everyone compared to these days not that everyone has one but you know what i mean um i mean everyone has a phone and you can make a paper cardboard box now yeah so technically everyone has access yeah i know what you mean but they're not the same right that's why they never really picked up i think yeah you can get like a an experience that would be similar yeah at least for uh, actually gaming no Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I just I just remember it being like mind blowing. And then he mm-hmm. bought a headset. Uh, I can't remember which one. I think it was the PS one, but I'm not 100% sure. But I do remember playing games on it and same thing, right? Like every game I would play, even though like in in hindsight they probably weren't like super impressive or anything compared to uh like where we're at now. <clears throat> but it was really impressive. <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And uh, I feel like <clears throat> VR is, has progressed a lot, but hasn't progressed a lot in the same sense. Like, I think it's a cop out for most big companies. They're like, oh, people freaking love this. And they, they launch a. Horizon VR, Skyrim VR, Fallout VR, and they're all kind of half-assed VR game. Yeah. But then you have the indie developers really making pretty good good stuff, so it's kind of counterbalancing. I think that most of the advancement, advancement is happening on indie side, which is pretty cool. Actually, it seems like most of the gaming landscape is going that way, not to change the subject, but... I well, feel recently, Indy's been pushing the envelope a lot more than AAA games. Yeah. Um. I mean, since you brought it up, unless you had, unless you had more to say about like, uh, like the on more the big, initial release. Yeah, on the beginning side, I don't have much to say because I wasn't on the cusp. I was, if we go by the dates, I was three, four years late. So I got mine in twenty seventeen. So that was a year after it even launched, so yeah. We were we were pretty I was pretty late to the experience in general, but I did enjoy the heck out of it. I played most games that were out at the time. They gave it everything a shot cuz they they weren't that expensive. They're like $20 experiences or stuff like that. 
and I enjoyed it a lot, and I still do enjoy it. So, yeah. Um, all right. So, kind of going off of what you were saying right before that, uh, the next section, I guess, or whatever of this, uh, would be like the evolution of VR. So, where we are now, um, how much things have changed, or like what's different, you know, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what do you, what do you think about? Like what's happened with VR so far? Uh, it's it's tough because there's big advancements and there's very little at the same time. Uh, I think it's despite it having huge advancements, I feel like it's taking too long to get, or maybe the state it was launched in wasn't good enough, and because it wasn't good enough. It's taking too long to gather uh, like a decent interest of people, despite VR being in a good place now. Mm. Personally speaking, I think the headsets are the prices are kind of competitive for what you get, and I feel like they're like the the Quest is probably the best value still yeah. for a headset. Even the the newest one is still under a thousand dollars, and you get. A portable headset with its own battery. It's capable of playing its own games through the, sadly, through Facebook. I, I'm not a fan of that, but it's not anything against Facebook. I just, it's not a, it's the only place I use it. So it's, I rather use Steam. I have everything on Steam. Yeah. But luckily you have uh, Airlink and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, the Quest 3 is probably the pinnacle of value for what it is the new screens are fantastic the pass through is fantastic the motion sensing of your not only like the controllers and everything around you it can detect your hands like it's really cool and then you have like pinnacle of advancement which i would consider apple right now for the pass through and stuff not necessarily the gaming side but the stuff that they did accomplish, I have to admit that it's pretty impressive, especially like the the OLED screens they managed to put in there and the the latency is almost like I think you I think it's like two milliseconds for sixty frames a second or something like that. So there's barely any latency to the like the actual imaging there's a full-blown like mac processor in it which is kind of mind-blowing yeah so i think but it is sixteen hundred dollars sixteen hundred no it's three thousand us thousand us (laughs) it's like over where did i see sixteen I don't know, but it's over 4,000 Canadian, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm thinking of a Vive, like the new Vive. Maybe. I okay, that... I might be wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure I remember someone saying it was 3,000. I mean, I'm, I can I'm look gonna... it up. I'm look, looking it up, too. Uh, I have to confirm that. Apple. What do they call it? It's 3,499. Oh, the vision in American 
money. Is this American or just Canadian? I'm not sure actually. No, it's US. Okay, there we Three, go. Three thousand four hundred ninety nine in the US. So that has to be like forty five hundred. Yeah, forty five hundred here. That's, That's insane. All. That is insane, That's, man. Like, yeah, they reach features that are pretty much pinnacle. Have they? Though? That's insane. Have they done? Uh, <laughs> the specific features that they achieved are pinnacle. Okay. The, like the pass through is probably the best pass through. The screens are probably the best screens. The auto adjustability for eyesight is probably they're probably not the first one, but I mean, good thing because it's fucking three thousand dollars. <laughs> Uh, just probably those things they're probably best in class but obviously they're lacking in gaming I don't see them how they're better than gaming mm. in gaming I but I haven't used it so I don't know and I'm never going to not for three, three, three no, not unless bucks. like someone has one and then I can try yeah um, um, yeah Th there's no way I can see the value in that headset compared to and compared to the quest three yeah except probably like the brand naming but mm. i'm not an apple person so that's worthless to me yeah so. uh i'm gonna okay so i guess i'll i'll say my side i guess or like my my yeah. view of it things i'm also gonna rewind because we went like way more forward way faster than i thought we would i thought we would kind of build up to here but you just like went straight to the newer ones because <laughs> uh, just... kind of the 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 features and progression in the headsets was kind of still matey and then we only got you are you did not just say that the quest 2 was like a, absolutely incredible for the price the Quest 2 is like the only clear step up from all the other headsets. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been kind of like incremental. Uh, yeah, small little changes. Um, so, like, but I thought I was being fair covering the Quest 3, but it's the successor. There's more nuance to that, I feel like, than you're laying on to because it's not just about the headsets. It's like there's tracking and stuff, you know, like, uh, yeah. Like full body tracking and stuff. There's so much nuance to it, right? Uh, like when VR started, there wasn't full body tracking. There wasn't even like, I don't think you could even track your body in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, they're uh, just sitting down. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but like, there's been so many very big advancements that aren't really necessarily the headsets per se, but they're just like to do with VR, where now you can have full body tracking. And it's and full body tracking used to be really shitty too, and it's become it's come a long way. Like people literally track like their hands and fingers and stuff, and yeah. they look like they're they don't look like real people. But I mean, like, but they, I will argue that type of tech is not accessible to that doesn't matter regular people. It does matter in the sense of the consumer side who can that, afford a $4,500 apple vision pro what's the difference here i'm not understanding <laughs> that's way more expensive than full body tracking 
It's not the full, the specific full body tracking you're talking about requires you to have a mocap suit and knowledge about like mocapping, which is a lot simpler now with cell phones, with the iPhone. Yeah. But then you need the iPhone that's two grand. You need the mocap suit. You need the VR headset. Like it's not. That doesn't matter though. Mm. This subject is not about how much you can afford. It's about advance. It's about VR and advancement. It does. I wrote. You're. I don't get it. <laughs> it's just. I think mocap's a different technology than VR, because the single digit tracking isn't necessarily because VR. That's a cinema thing that got integrated into VR. The two different technologies. But it's still related it's... to VR. It's but it people use it in VR, so it is related to VR. It's an advancement that's been made, even though it wasn't initially made for VR. But it's not because of the VR that it got advanced. You know what I mean? This is an advancement that happened on its own, and someone was like, "These two things are cool." It's not like Oculus made the mocap suit. But know what I mean? It doesn't matter who made it. That's not the point. The point is, this is like saying that uh, it's like you could argue that the screens inside of the VR headsets have nothing to do with VR at all because they weren't developed for VR. They just came into VR out of convenience because you need them for VR. Not that you need a mocap suit, but you know what I mean? You're like, just because something wasn't initially screens weren't initially made for VR, but they're used in VR. Understand where I'm going with this now? <laughs> I I get what you're saying, but I I don't think those weigh the same scale of like because mocap was completely developed on its own, while the headset had to be developed with with screens in mind and be applied to the technology to make a VR headset while the mocap suit got made by itself. It works independently. And it was just like a creator that put the two together. And yeah, now they're used often together, but it's like the body tracking that started was originally developed by Vive with the base tracking stations and putting little markers on your body. Yeah. So that I would call it development from VR, like it stemmed from VR. It's the it's advancements for VR, in that sense. But the mocap suit is the mocap suit's development. It's a different product. Yes, they're using together, but I think I I think you're wrong. <laughs> I just think it's it's a. Uh, I want to say dishonest, but it's like, it's not the word I'm trying to find. It just feels dishonest to include a mocap suit tracking digits, saying that's that's a VR advancement. It's, it's a mocap advancement. I don't know. We're not, we have to agree to disagree, I guess, because I don't yeah. understand uh, your point of view at yeah. all. <laughs> it's... Yeah, I'm not going to agree with you, and you're not going to agree with me, and that's fine. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to keep talking about what I was <laughs> talking about. Uh, full body tracking. Um, 
So, and even without the mocap suit, it doesn't matter. Full body tracking has come a long way in general. Uh, which is funny because you brought up the mocap suit. I had I wasn't even like talking about mocap suit at all. Still at that point, <laughs> I was still just only talking just about the sensors. It. Yes, sensors can detect your fingers and stuff too. Yeah, but the first iteration of that was mocap. Oh, it's like you're skipping mocap that developed the digits first. Yeah. Anyway, uh. So there's been that, uh, there's been, you know, obviously, uh, like screens and stuff have come a long way. If you mm -hmm. compare them in like the small increments, they don't seem like a big advancement. But if you compare like one of the first headsets to today, obviously there's big differences, right? And there's more subtle stuff too. Like they do changes to make it so you don't feel as sick and stuff like that. So... That's what I'm getting at. I get what you were saying earlier, where there's like there's not a bit a lot of advancement, uh, or like not that there's not a lot of advancement. But I mean, the the advancements feel kind of incremental. But I feel like a lot of them are like kind of hidden or uh, you know more subtle. But over time, they show a lot more. Um, yeah, they they're more full fledged product now. Yeah. Uh, Going back to the uh, Quest 3 and the Vision Pro, Apple Vision Pro, uh, I think the Apple Vision Pro is probably, like you said, like a pretty like top-of-the-line headset, you know. I don't know how it compares to other top-of-the-line headsets that are even still way less expensive, typically. <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, So I can't really compare it to them, but... But I think the advancements for the Apple Vision Pro are so mediocre <laughs> that the price tag is ridiculous. Like, the advancements are not even that much worth mentioning. And if you compare a price that's like five times the price or whatever, or maybe even six times or whatever, of the Quest 3... It's just like an absolutely, it's just an Apple thing, right? It's just pay us a I, bunch of money for nothing. Yeah. The, when you bring the money into the question, I think it makes a, any argument for, for the vision kind of basically irrelevant to any other product in the market. But if we ignore the price tag, I would say OLED's a pretty big advancement in the headset. If it's the first one that did it, I have to confirm that. I agree with you, but then if we if we just ignored price tags for everything, then it would just it wouldn't even like you would always just get the best one possible no matter what. So that doesn't make any sense. But like, if we're talking purely advancements, we can't ignore an advancement advancement just because it's I know. expensive. I agreed with you though. That's what I said. Like mm -hmm. I I did say that I thought it was an advancement, and it's probably better. I don't know that for sure. But it's probably better. I've I've watched like a few like people uh, using the Apple Vision Pro, um, and like they praised it, but comparing the price to something like the Quest Three or even like the Vive or whatever, and it's just like not even comparable, right? And, like you, you can't really the advancements aren't worth the money. I guess is what I'm getting at. 
Uh, yeah, and I, I agree with you. I agree with you for that. Yeah. Actually, but the, the way you worded it at first, it's just like, oh, despite its, like, it made it sound like the advancements were pointless just because the price tag were was high. I do think they're pointless. Do you think OLED's pointless? Absolutely. I think that because think about it this way, right? We're talking about the majority of like casual people that would buy like VR headsets. We're not talking about like uh, hardcore like headset. Well, obviously there are like hardcore headset buyers and maybe they care more, but the grand majority of people that buy products are like more casual and don't care about like incremental small advancements like that to pay that much more money so but here it, we're, t- we're talking about a very niche product so most people are hardcore users of vr headsets only yeah. the quest has been available to the more casual market like quest is the first headset to do that yeah so your argument it, it can't really stand fully behind you on that one I don't think it's super niche anymore, though. I think it used to be pretty niche, but the, like since the Quest Two, a lot I feel like a lot of people have VR now. Yeah, that's my point. Since the Quest Two, but then the Quest Two has the casual market, and everyone else has the hardcore market. Yeah, like, but that's what I mean. still. So like, I don't but, think the hardcore market would care that much either. If someone has like a top of the line headset already. I don't think they would think that it's worth upgrading to the Apple Vision Pro. The upgrade is not enough for the price tag. See, I would agree with you if Apple's trying to compete with them, but I don't think it is. I think it's going for its own market with the Apple people, essentially, because they they advertise no gaming potential, and it's all productivity. And it's IR. They they're focusing on the IR side of the headset and yeah. walking around with it in public. So I think they're they're definitely going for a different market than all the other headsets. So it's I think that's also why they can they kind of flex their huge price tag uh, on it because they're kind of the only ones doing IR IR right right now. <laughs> So, and I, and from what I saw from a quick Google search, I think Apple is the only one that used micro OLED to date in a headset. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, if I remember, I'm trying to remember what you said at first. I think it, I kind of lost it throughout the conversation, (laughs) but was it along the lines that, Apple is out of touch because the general markets, that's not what they're looking for. Is no. that along those lines? I didn't say Apple was out of touch. I just said the, the grand majority of consumers, and this is for like anything, but I guess like probably VR too at this point, because I really agreed with, with you in the past where, where it was, sorry, when it was more niche, you know, maybe like 10 years ago or whatever. I don't think it's that niche anymore, though. So I think a lot of people are more casual uh, buyers now for VR. And Mm -hmm. I was just saying that, like, the more casual buyers 
don't care probably i mean <clears throat> there's people that are going to be like hardcore apple fans or like but or like you know they're they still like want to have the best product possible which is kind of yeah. weird though because i feel like a lot of vr is about games and a lot of people don't care at least so far about like ir or ar or whatever type stuff uh oh, but did i say ir you did say ir yeah yeah i meant ar okay i don't know if that was reality. like an apple thing i thought maybe yeah. they... i mean they have ir in it but no i meant ar oh okay yeah uh, it's all good i just i thought i was just going along with it because i thought maybe that was like an apple thing they were calling it or something no um but I think the casual person, it's not that micro, uh, what's it called? Micro LED or whatever? Yeah. OLED. Or, or micro OLED. Wow. It's not that micro OLED, you know, like maybe that's the future VR and that's fine. Like maybe the Quest 4 or whatever, like the next headset will be that because that's the future. I'm just saying the casual buyer doesn't care about that. They care about the price to like what the headset can do. The Quest 3 mm -hmm. can do everything that the casual person wants to do uh, without like without the other more specific stuff of them like really liking Apple or just being more hardcore or whatever. Um, so that's just, that's why I think it doesn't matter yeah. that much. I, I get your point, but then the same argument can be made for any upgradable headset from a Quest. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But the only, the main difference is I would say it's still about the price, right? Like even a very expensive headset compared to the Quest 3 would maybe run you like, what, $1,500? That's still like three times less than the Apple Vision Pro. It is, but the Apple's Apple, so you got to add $1,000 more on top of anything for the Apple logo. Yeah. Then you have to add that Apple's the only one doing AR right. I don't know anyone else except for Microsoft trying AR and failing. Uh, so then you add another thousand bucks for that, and then you get everyone that's rich as hell that already likes Apple to buy it and make everyone jelly. Yeah. So I think the the, the like I get what you're saying, but market the market's not there for the casual people for any of the top line headsets. It's all niche. Yeah. Yeah. But even the more hardcore people won't get that headset because they want gaming headsets. Yeah. And then the price tag too. Yeah. But I mean, I guess if it was a gaming headset, maybe they would then. Yeah. Because then you have AR and gaming. Yeah, and I I definitely see see people wanting that despite the price, like. But it is a high price, right? You can get two phones for that price. You can get uh, a good down payment on something with that price. You could literally so. buy like a like a cheap used car. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah. All right. Uh. The next one, the third subject, because I think I think we've talked about uh, the the evolution, right? Pretty much, we pretty much beat in the dead, the horse dead, whatever that saying. <laughs> uh, uh, the next one, 
<laughs> the next one is about um it's it i i wrote down our experiences slash opinions i think we've said our opinions quite a bit so i would yeah. like to talk more about like our experiences i guess with vr uh i'm gonna if you don't mind i'm gonna kick this one off mm -hmm. uh because i really really want to talk about this <laughs> uh so well i told you about my first experience with vr already which was the psvr and then i, I and then i had the, i played the psvr at my friend's place uh but probably like the most i don't know if it's the most memorable but like the first very memorable thing that happened in vr and of course you will know about this and i'm sure it is for you too because yeah, uh, it's the same experience <laughs> yeah uh is when we so you me and jesse here I was at over at his place. Uh, when was this? Mm. Like two, two or three years ago, maybe. It was 2017. Oh, okay, it's longer. <laughs> yeah, I got I got the vibe in 2017. I bought it for myself for as a Christmas gift. Uh, I got it. Uh, basically, I got it just in time for New Year's. And then we went on, we 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 went on VR chat for New Year's. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. We went on uh, VR chat. So every year on VR chat, there's a uh, like a New York kind of countdown for New Year's type thing. Uh, so back then, uh, I think I was the first one. I think I was the one using it when it happened, right? Like I gave it to you and you experienced it too, but I'm pretty sure I was mm -hmm. the one like wearing it at first. Um, so essentially what happened is that a bunch of these little red guys called knuckles uh, all of a sudden showed up in the world and they started you know saying do you know the way do you know the way do you know the way and then they start spitting on you and uh it's, it was all a very interesting and very very memorable and funny uh thing that happened in vr now the funny thing about this is this became like a really, really big meme, like probably one of the biggest yeah. memes that's ever been, I feel like. Uh, <clears throat> but the meme only came to be after this happened to us. So yeah, three, three, four days after, and we participated with them, like in the memes. Before uh, they became like a big. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We were basically part of it. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So that was really, it was actually really like fun and interesting because I, you know, I, that, yeah. that never happened to us before and it's never happened again. Um, so that's a really good example of a memorable thing. Uh, I'm going to say like, I guess more stuff for myself and then you can say, because this was like kind of both of us and mm -hmm. then you could say stuff about yourself. Uh, I played a lot of VR chat. <laughs> I know some people will probably be like, oh, it's weird, but I think VR chat is very interesting because you can meet a lot of people and it can actually be a lot of fun. Uh, there's a lot of weirdness to it, though. It's a bit, bit of a mixed bag. It's not always fun. It's not, you know, sometimes whatever. It just depends. Uh, but I've met people on there. I met uh, a guy from Belgium and stuff. I became friends with him and a woman from uh, uh, England. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting time in my life. I played a lot of VR chat for like a year 
maybe not even like a full year, but uh, and then I kind of started like getting tired of it. I feel like you, or at least I hit a point where there's a lot of kids in VR chat and it's, it, it's like, like, whatever I can talk with kids, but I don't want to talk with kids. You know what I mean? But when you, when you become older like us and you play games, the maybe not, I don't know if it's the majority, but a lot of games are kind of like riddled with kids. Uh, and VR chat is no exception. And it just becomes tiring, right? It's like yeah. join I world. VR, I think VR chat is kind of different for the experience of playing with kids. Cause I can play COD and I'm against a kid and it's very disconnected and yeah. I still get to enjoy COD mm-hmm. if I actually did play that game still uh but vr chat's different because it's clearly someone younger than you much much younger than you probably too young to be on vr chat yeah and you're having a social interaction and they're trying to be older than they are and participate in the jokes and it's it's just not hitting well yeah you know they shouldn't be but you're not their parent to tell them to log off Mm -hmm. and then you feel weird that you're this old guy thinking that kids shouldn't play video games and it just ruins the whole immersion thing of just having fun talking with people yeah it's It's like oh now i have a sense of responsibility to this really silly crazy stupid game yeah (laughs) yeah the only i guess the difference i would say like from what you just said is that like it's not that like it's not even about policing them. It's just it would be nice like if I could play VR chat, but it's specifically just adults, right? Yeah. Uh, but obviously you can't really do that unless you like find like tight, uh, tight communities or something. I guess to like hang out with people. But the whole thing I loved about VR was meeting new people and like joking yeah, not, around with people, not condensing yourself to a certain certain age group yeah that's also just a fault of our age right because the people that are 20 like young young adults to old teenagers they see the kids and it probably just doesn't even phase by them they just make fun of them yeah but when you get a little bit older like over 25 there's just it's not the same Mm -hmm. for most of us like i like if we bring Chad in the mix, I'm sure he'd fucking roast most of them. <laughs> he'd put out a fire and just roast all of them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I don't know, man. It's like if I were to like compare it to something, I guess you know, like I have a lot of nieces and nephews. And it's it's kind of like the same. Obviously, it's different because they're my family. But like, it's the same in the sense of like, do I want to like hang out with a bunch of my nieces and nephews? Especially like the really young ones. I have some that are adults now, but uh, but like the really young ones, like no, you know, like not really. Like you know, I love my family, and like it's fine. Like we have family events. I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying, like, would I want to be like in VR with them? or anywhere i guess even in real life and like do stuff with them for no reason unless i'm like taking care of them which is a different story obviously but uh Mm -hmm. 
And the thing with VR is, like, I could ignore kids. I could mute them. I muted people all the time if they said slurs or, like, whatever. Or I, I would block people. Sometimes I'd just ignore kids or whatever. And some kids were very reasonable. I talked with kids. Sometimes I would talk with people I didn't even realize they were kids. Like, they had deeper voices than me. And yeah. then all of a sudden they're like, I'm 16. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and I, they were completely reasonable and easy to talk with, right? I just want to clear something up. When I said I was talking to kids, I didn't be in 16s. So I meant actually. Like, I know. But I, even. A group of kid. <laughs> yeah. But even then, let's say like 13. I, I feel like 13 is very young. And I, I think VR yeah. chat's supposed to be 13, even though it's not like, obviously there's going to be younger, but. Uh, you know, and, and like some of them are reasonable, not that I want to talk with children, but they're not like screaming like, their heads off or like being really weird or whatever, but I still don't want to talk with them because they're children, right? Like I want to talk with someone like you or, uh, or like the Belgium guy that I met or just more like, you know, adults or whatever. Um, I don't share anything in common with children except maybe like playing video games. <laughs> this uh, is gonna sound weird, but uh, since you said sixteen, I've I've been feeling weird about you calling them children. I mean, sixteen. <laughs> like well, they're teenagers. They're I not guess. a teenager now. They're not a child. Well, whatever. Child's I mean, thirteen-year-olds like are teenagers as well. Yeah, but they're they're right at the end. Like <laughs> I think it's thirteen okay. under. <laughs> That's a child, and then teenagers are 13 over. Don't get me it wrong. It doesn't matter. I don't They're play... all children to me, okay? Yeah. I don't want to play with, like, a 14-year-old that much either, or a 15-year-old. But, like, 16, that's when my scale starts tipping a bit that I'll, I'll play with 16-year-olds. Most of them are usually cool. Not in VR chat. That's <laughs> but... what we're talking about VR chat. So <laughs> yeah. what, what do you mean? I, I know, but I won't classify all of them as a child i don't know i just it's just weird to me you're called the children i feel like it's just a technicality like i don't know but yeah. okay whatever teenagers doesn't matter Chil ch children's in my brain don't drive <laughs> um anyway the point is young people people that are like i you know i just don't want to talk with people that are that young typically yeah. uh Again, I've had funny moments or like interesting, maybe not like that interesting, but I, you know, like probably decent conversations. Uh, but some of them, but like it's just when you like enter a world and you want to talk with people or joke with people and all you find is children. So you have to like search and like keep changing worlds and stuff. I, I realized after a time, I was like, this is just like so tiring. And then people, there's more to, to it than that too, though. People build up like uh, clicks kind of in the game. And so it becomes weird. I think especially because like Christmas has kind of like a rush of new VR players. So yeah. there's more like people to interact with and they don't have like these weird little click clicks or whatever. Uh, but the more the year goes on, people either like stop playing or they form they form these cliques or whatever, or they join some. Uh, and that was kind of annoying too. It's like you want to talk with people, but they're like talking with their friends, and they just kind of like ignore you because they're like already in their own little fucking Bubble. world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, 
so that's kind of like my experience with VR a lot. I did play like a, a few other little games here and there, but I never really like I played Beat Saber and but mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think I played more VR as a single player experience than you, hundred mm-hmm. percent. So my memorable memorable games would be like Beat Saber, Pistol Whip, VR, VTOL VR, uh the zombie game, uh Oh uh Arizona something? Arizona Sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. Played that a few times over. Yeah. But like all of the big memorable stuff is VR chat because that's where you get unique experiences because yes, VR games are cool, but I don't think they're moment worthy yet. Like Halo had moments I remember and I'll remember for the rest of my life. I haven't encountered a VR game single player experience that'll give me that. Uh I don't think many multiplayer games will give me that experience. Uh, I actually honestly only think that VRChat would be the one that has crazy funny moments over the top that I'll just remember, especially with the the very beginning where the headset was fresh to us and it was completely new experience. It was wild at the start, just meeting new people. And it was kind of new to everyone back then too, right? Yeah. So... VR chat might have been what, like a year old by then. My, well, I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, another thing you look up. <laughs> uh, um, well, you looked that up. I'd like to mention both of us haven't played this. It's on my uh, like. I'd like to play it eventually, although I don't have a VR headset right now, but. Um, I think the exception to what you just said is Half Life Alex. Yeah, I haven't played. Neither have I, so I won't judge it too much. But I've seen the reviews. I've heard a lot about it. I've tried to like kind of stay away from spoilers, so I haven't like seen too too much. But I watched I f- the entire playthrough, and I think there'd be moments where you'd be like, oh, yeah, that was epic. Yeah. I feel like that's yeah. the pinnacle of VR game right now. There is no VR game that's better than that one. I mean, like, you could be subjective about it, I guess. Like, everyone has different opinions. Yeah. But if we're talking about, like, pure technology mm-hmm. and, like, where VR, sh- like, that kind of brought the bar up, and no one has gone there yet or again, I, I feel like, so... I think in a single player experience is probably Bone Labs the closest in a technical standpoint. Yeah. But but that game, I, I haven't played Half-Life. That one might make me sick as a dog, but I know Bone Labs did. Mm. And it, it takes a lot, a lot out of me to play it, which really kills the enjoyment aspect of the game. And I don't get sick for any VR game. Well, didn't you, didn't Phasmophobia make you feel like queasy and like you ended up playing on desktop with us because of that i seem to remember that i think it was framey oh is that why i was i think i was having technical issues Ah. and the game wasn't was very framey okay so i think that was a specific case not 
more of a oh I get sick often because I play VTOL VR. Most people get sick when in a plane, right? That one doesn't bother me. Uh, just most games don't bother me, and I played a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, by the way, VR Chat came out. Uh, so one year. So it almost said it had its three-year anniversary when we played it for the first time. Okay, so it'd been out for a while. Yeah. I wonder what people were doing. So it came out when Oculus came out. Man, must have been lame being in VR chat when you could only move your head around <laughs> and your hands. Even though that's basically all you still had when we played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, tracking was pretty I, good, though. The question was. Yeah. The vibe tracking was pretty good, too. Yeah. At least you could walk around in a room. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I'm, I am happy I skipped the sitting down phase of VR. I, I am happy I decided to purchase when the headset that could actually move around. Mm -hmm. But man, was it expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I had to buy a graphics card for that. <laughs> yeah, that is expensive. Especially yeah. now, imagine now. <laughs> Um, all right, I think we've kind of talked about most of our experience. Yeah. Uh, so the last one on my list here, uh, would be where do we think VR will go and like kind of what we want from VR, I guess. Uh, I think VR is kind of interesting. I think probably, and you probably would agree with me and probably like pretty much everyone in the world, probably the most ideal VR possible. And I'm talking about like, you know, obviously pinnacle, like, like almost seems unrealistic at this point, right? It would be, VR. well, it would be kind of like ready player one or like sword art online or whatever. Like you don't, you're not wearing a headset. You you like pass out and you go into like it's almost like your consciousness goes into the game, right, or into the world. Uh, I don't think Ready Player One foot they fully pass out. Okay, but okay, the details doesn't matter. Yes, it does. <laughs> you're you're saying like you said Sword Art Online and and well, they pass out in Sword Art Online. Okay, maybe I was yeah, choosing Sword Art Online. Yeah, but you said, like, they are the same. Well, they can't be passed out and not passed out at the same time, okay? <laughs> well, well, Ready Player One, I think they actually still had to move around. But it was a really good headset. And then Sword Art Online, obviously, everyone knows you're There's you're no way, bed. man. It's like, an a there's just like action. There's no way you'd be, like, fucking rolling around in your room and shit. <laughs> like, doing all the stuff they were doing. <laughs> running. There's scenes where they're, like, running. Like, there's no way... Or it's just, I remember a scene that when they were out of the headset in the movie, and I read the book, they are not unconscious, and they're clearly controlling the game. They might It might be tapped into their head and fed through, like, instead of their eyeballs, it's, it's fed directly to the brain. Yeah. But it's, they're awake and, and can move. Because 
he had to buy i remember when i re- read the book when he was like ultra ultra rich because the book was very different from the movie he was like he got to a point that he was ultra rich and kind of lived in a nice apartment and he bought a haptic suit to feel the game you wouldn't buy a haptic suit if you were experiencing it in your in your like subconscious mm. so eat that okay well you know i fuck you <laughs> fuck you you get anyway so you, whatever you get the point i get the point but i, I read okay. the book Whatever. Do not for, save. Then I guess let's ignore Ready Player One because if we're talking about yes. Pinnacle, then I feel like that would be Sword Art Online. Then. Sword Art Online, yes, uh, I agree. Because then you have like less limitation, right? Yeah. Um. So that's like Pinnacle. Put your headset on or put whatever on or whatever you need to do. You go into a VR world. Everything's like hyper realistic, or maybe not. I guess it depends what you're, which game you're playing or what you're doing. I guess. Uh. And you don't have to worry about space or anything because you're just doing it with your mind or whatever. You don't worry you have to about yeah. hurting yourself or breaking anything or bothering anyone. Uh, that to me is like pinnacle. If whether that'll ever happen or not, I would say probably not. I feel like no matter how advanced we become, I don't. I think. I think it's such a like. That's one of those things. It feels like unsurmountable. You know. Kind of like trying to it live on Mars. Does, <laughs> but like, flight was also insurmountable. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like a different type of insurmountable. I don't know if these are like the same scale of insurmountable stuff. <laughs> it's just, it's easy for us to say that, but like, who knows in 50 to 100 years how close they get. Yeah, but flight is way simpler than putting our brains into a program. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it could have seemed insurmountable to people in the past, but in hindsight, it's actually a pretty simple thing uh, compared to, like, how complicated our brains are and, like, how complicated the computer is, how do you, like, mix those things together and, like, not kill the person and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm not... Okay. Maybe it's not... I'm, well, that's why I said I'm not saying it... I'm not saying it's insurmountable, but it does kind of feel that way. Like I yeah. have, I would not be honest or I, I, I would not be honest. Uh, <clears throat> I would be lying. Uh, if I said, I thought that we would ever get to that point. I don't think we will. I think VR will advance a lot more probably though, but uh, I don't think we'll probably, at least not in our lifetime for sure, get to the point of like, you just lay down and you are in this world and you don't have to move your body or anything. You're like sleeping or something and you just do whatever. The only exception to this is if they can make it so that maybe you're still awake and you see what's going on, but you control your character in the game with your mind. So like if they can somehow like read your mind, but that's not the same though, right? Because you're not in, you're not feeling like you're not in the actual world, so that's different still. It's just, I think it's gonna be a very achievable uh, goal for humanity to be able to uh, basically access information with our minds, not necessarily uh, 
control anything, but just like, oh, you have a little module and then you plug yourself in and then, oh, there's all the information I needed. And then you unplug, it's like, cool. But I think that like getting to that step is like you're inches away from getting to the next step of that VR step of just being subconsciously passed out and just experiencing the thing. Um, I think I'm more optimistic than you, essentially. Let it be known right now, <laughs> this might sound <laughs> uh, like kind of bad the way I'm about to say this, but I'll be very blunt. I would sooner rather die than anyone put anything to do anything about my brain or anything like related to my body, except for like a prosthetic, maybe if I lose a limb or something. Uh, I think that's like the pinnacle of, I don't trust it. It just doesn't mm. matter. The only exception that I would ever make. It's funny. Cause I've actually, okay. Now we're going off of VR a little bit, but I just want to talk Huge. about this. I just want to talk about this anyway, because I actually did discuss this with my parents uh, one time, funny enough, uh, when I was having a coffee with them. Um, so we talked about this exact thing about like, <clears throat> actually, we didn't talk about this exactly, but like it's similar enough that I can bring it up. Uh, so we were talking about like trusting essentially uh, like the government or like a company or something to do something to you and like, how much do you trust them? Uh, and I said, I don't trust, you know, the metal, like, why would I ever trust a company or, a, or the government to like put anything like a chip in my brain or something, even if it is in good fate, good fate doesn't mean anything to me if they can like kill me yeah. or fuck me up or something. Right. Uh, now there's exception to this. Now the exception is almost impossible, but there is technically an exception to this. And this is what I told them too. <laughs> I actually used you as the example. I said, if you were the person, because I trust you or them or whatever, I trust my parents or like pretty much my whole family, everyone, whatever. If it was someone I loved and I trusted with my life and they were offering me that thing and like, I knew that the project was what, like it did what it was meant to do and it was like foolproof, then I would do it. Mm. But that's a perfect world, right? And that's never going to yeah. happen. So it's just not going to happen for me. <laughs> See, I'm on the, I'm on the fence. I think I would give in like, like thinking about me as a human. I think I would want to do it more than I don't want to do it, despite the consequences that are possible with a direct implant to your brain. Obviously, can they attack your? Can they attack your body through the device? You're obviously connected to the to the internet. I'm assuming. What's the point of the device if you're not? So. You have access to the internet at any time, but then that's the vice versa for anyone that wants to get into your head. So I get it. Personally, I think I would do it. I don't think I'll live to see that, <laughs> but I, I'm all for body enhancement documentation. Like I'd be willing to sacrifice an arm 
if I if like a robotic arm was better than my actual living arm like it, it would have to be a clear upgrade like there's no delay to the to the actual arm so you have full like at the middle like your reaction would be the same to as having a normal arm and then you it might even be better or the strength is obviously that's probably the one that would be obviously better because it's really like it a robotic. robotic yeah yeah that's i'd be down for that i i'd be willing to go to the store and be like chop off my perfectly good arm to give me that not even like i had an accident and i need a replacement i go get my arm cut off to install one <laughs> and uh there's also recent development they're developing contacts that essentially i call them contacts they're not contacts they're replacement you went for your eye surgery but what you got surgically like fixed it's a replacement that so they cut your eye open they take out the the biological one and then they insert the product and you essentially they claim you get better than 2020 it's like 60 20 whatever how like what's the good orientation of the numbers i think the first number is an important one right yeah i mean i had yeah. 40 20 so i had better than 2020 yeah but they they claim like 60 to 80 20 with a augmented product inserted into your eyeball like if my vision gets worse and that's out i go get that instead of a uh getting the surgery yeah i think that's a little bit It'd different be cool because it's not like it is different because it's not like they can't attack they can't be like oh you're blind yeah unless they fuck up but that's different yeah and i would say although i probably wouldn't get like my arm <laughs> chopped off on purpose or mm -hmm. anything uh unless like maybe i'm if i'm getting older i guess and like i just like i'm losing strength or something maybe but uh <clears throat> in the perfect world i'd be probably fine with that type of stuff and prosthetics yeah. i don't have an issue with anyway uh but i'd argue for specific cases uh leg prosthetics have a advantage over normal legs for only specific like your legs chopped down under the knee and you want to be a sprinter i think they have legs those springy legs are now officially better than normal legs yeah but then everything else is worse in life. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's worth <laughs> They're not worth it, but I think it's cool that you have a leg that's technically better than normal legs. Yeah. For a specific use case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting subject anyway, because mm -hmm. even like beyond you and me, there's going to be people that are, you know, probably forward like you. I think the grand majority of people will be very strongly against it, yeah. uh, especially starting off. Maybe it'll like normalize over time more, uh, or it might be like more of a niche thing, maybe. But because I think it's playing, it's it's reaching playing god territory, right? That's what people consider oh, yeah. it as, but. <laughs> I think like we played God a long time. This is Might like as well a different keep doing it. 
It's gonna keep like we we push the bar every time. Yeah, like, but we don't have to push the bar, right? That's the we thing. we never didn't. <laughs> it's literally know. humans. <laughs> when did we ever stop? I think uh, I don't know, man. There's gonna be a lot of. We don't even know if like this type of stuff will come to be anyway. Uh, no, we again, like, we'll the never chips, live to see it. Yeah. Like the chips and stuff specifically, obviously prosthetics will most likely become better over time, but because uh, they already have like advanced a lot from what they were a long time ago. But there's going to be so much pushback, like you said, because it's like you said, kind of playing God with like the whole chip stuff and all that. And a lot of Christian people, not just Christian people, like religious people in general. I, I've I think it it's past the religious. I, I agree, art. but I'm just saying them because those will be the most. Yeah, they're hard against. Yeah. Um. It's it's going to be an extremely hard sell to the point that it may just not ever happen, mm -hmm. even if it's possible. See, the only difference between that technology and other technologies from our history is that people besides the religions will care about it happening in a negative way. While before, religion had a very strong opposition to most technologies, especially in the medieval ages, trying to like disrupt advancement because it was seen as heresy or whatever. Um, I think that's the main difference about the body modifications is that you're going to have a group of people that are against it that doesn't have any particular standpoint in beliefs. They just think this is might be going too far and then it'll require an adoption. That It might stifle the adoption. It definitely will delay it. <laughs> But I, I don't think, like, I think the bar is always pushed. It, it doesn't matter what technology it is. Yeah. Like, no matter all the, no matter about the complaining about AI, it's still getting advanced. No one's going to stop it. Yeah. It could just take it's, generations to, yeah. not to for AI, it. but I mean for, like, other stuff. Yeah. Uh, never mind. I was going to say something on AI, but let, let's keep that for We've, we've Plus, gone out of yeah, yeah. AI can be a subject for a different day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On a little tidbit, there has been cool stuff that came out or scary stuff, whatever. No, no, let's on. not talk about it. I know exactly what you're saying. I don't want to talk about that right now. I, I just want to rail it back in. Heard about it. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I'm gonna rail it back in. Though, let's go back to VR because we uh, for like probably a good ten minutes now. I've been talking like not about VR at all. Um. There's something I wanted to say about something else. If it's not related to VR, then forget about it. It's too late. I already forgot about it. <laughs> okay. I think, I think it was on like a. I was kind of gonna segue in back to VR with it, but I oh. don't remember what. Okay. Yeah. Well. Excuse me. Going back to a maybe like more realistic uh, VR upgrade. I think in general, like, first of all, wireless VR, so like the Quest, uh, or even I guess the Apple Vision Pro, are, is gonna be an absolute 
you know? Now, do you consider the Apple Vision Pro completely wireless, though? Well, it has a battery thing, I guess, but... It's external. It's what? I know it's, it's external. external, yeah. I would still call it wireless because you could just have it on you. Like, it's still... You're not wired yeah. to a wall, so you're not, like, stuck. Yeah, you're not impeded. Yeah. But it's like a half step back, you know what I'm saying? Kind of, yeah. I agree. But I, I understand why is the choice that you Yeah. Have. When I say wireless, I do mean completely wireless, but I would still call that exception... Or, uh acceptable i mean yeah yeah uh however i wouldn't like want vr headsets to go that way in the future like it's acceptable enough but like put your yeah, batteries in the headset you know <laughs> like stop it yeah but I, I get i get the benefits to having the battery external because the battery is the heaviest component of a headset yeah. thus making it more comfortable for the user so it might be the norm going forward well i think they needed to save i don't think it was just about the weight though they needed to save space because they did all the screen stuff with the screen in the front yeah. and all that they probably need to save space but think about it in the quest sense if they took the battery out and put a just a usb dongle down into your pocket it feel it's like having wired headphones Okay, well, and, but you have less weight on your face well that's that's where i was going with this anyway so since you're saying that what I was trying to say is that like advancements would be like smaller headset to lighter with more battery mm. life. That'll just come like, that's just an uh, overtime advancement. I feel like overtime. that's, yeah, it's just It's going to happen no matter what. We're having uh, troubles with batteries right now, but we're going to push through that. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you know, better screens and stuff. Audio, audio is interesting, I guess, still because, like, say, like the Quest has its own audio built in, but you can yeah. just have a really good headset or earbuds yeah. if you wanted to. Every headset, the audio is optional, so if you want better audio, you get a headset. Yeah. So uh, mics, you know, like better built-in mics. I'm just saying this stuff because if you look, say, like as at phones as an example. They used to have like really shitty mics and like uh, speakers and stuff, and they've come a long way. So I yeah. just assume that VR, even if obviously headphones or like a real mic is still better than a phone, uh, I'm just saying VR probably will advance in that sense eventually. Anyway, um, good advancements from my side, just simple ones. Um, better comfortable solution to put it on your head mm -hmm. i think most solutions right now work but they're not the best there has to be something better i think it goes hand in hand with what you were saying like with the weight and the size of it yeah yeah this probably has a lot to do with the weight because how do you support something sticking out yeah. with just your head exactly because imagine if it was like you know, like, I'm just going to be, like, kind of unrealistic. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but at least unrealistic for now. Let's say it was, like, almost just, like, a flat piece, like, the size of your hand or something that that's essentially just, like, over your face, and it barely weighs anything. And then you just have, like, it could almost just be, like, glasses, maybe. Maybe it just goes over your ears. You don't even need, like, a full strap anymore. Uh, 
at that point, it's not really like annoying, right? So mm-hmm. it's just a comfortable thing that I think would work as a headset in size and form is a uh, dirt bike goggles or uh, like snowboarding goggles. It's the same. It's the same thing. That kind of profile, that type of size with that type of strap. And hopefully around the same weight, which is a huge ask, because I mean, a normal dirt bike goggles or snowmobile, go- snowmobile, snowboard goggles are basically just glass. There's no weight. Yeah. But if it could get even close to that kind of profile and comfort, I think it'd be way ahead than what we have now. Obviously, because personally, I don't see the transition into glasses form because of the distance of the lens that has to be to your eyes and the hiding the light from the outside world. That's why I think like snow goggles would be better because they already sealed sealed to your face. Mm. And the lens are usually a bit further because it'll they'll fog up really bad if it's really close to your skin, stuff like that. They're vented. Like Hmm. I think I mean, that's what I want. There could be arguments made because what I was picturing in my head, I think, is not exactly probably what you're thinking when I said what I said. If I bring it like a step further, maybe to make you like understand what I was trying to say. Imagine like a full like there's like a full almost like a face shield, but it's really close to your head. Let's say like it doesn't matter the distance or whatever. Uh, maybe they fixed that issue in some other way or something. Uh, so this thing like covers your entire face, right? So all you see anywhere that you can see a screen. But this thing is thin. It's just like a screen. Uh, and somehow it has like really good computing power or maybe it has to be connected to your computer or something. I don't know. Um, and then like, so it's really light because it's, center of gravity really close to you it's essentially like mostly just a screen and then they kind of just maybe you have like a little strap to hold it on your head or like you know it just goes over your ears or something that's kind of what i was picturing my i'm not saying that you're like your goggles thing is also a good i'm just saying like both of them are probably yeah all right i'm trying to think of the of your idea and the main problem that I can find just like that comes up to mind is that uh, will a company opt to go from inexpensive, not, I shouldn't say inexpensive, but less expensive, smaller lenses to one big lens. Do you think that's a step forward or a step back? Depends, I guess if there's a market for it. Yeah. Someone know. would have to make the product and it would have to be good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. A, I guess. And we don't really know, I guess, where the advan- advancements will go either. Maybe that is maybe the one. Like, it could be the way that you're saying is the the better way and that's the way it will go. Maybe the way I'm saying is the better way. That's the way it will go. Maybe there's a completely different advancement yeah. that we don't can't think of right now, you know? I. So 
kind of the same idea that you had that I was kind of thinking of, but I thought of the snow goggles was a better one. It was essentially a helmet, so it would have the comfort level of a helmet, which they're pretty decent, but they get hot if you do nothing. That's the only problem. Yeah. And then in the helmet, you'd have the two lenses, but it'd be comfortable because the weight's distributed. There's room in a helmet, but then it gets hot. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different problem. I can see why they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Like an Ironman. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like, I, I was thinking about an Ironman helmet at first, but I was like, yeah, that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh other than that i don't know it like it's kind of like self-explanatory you know whatever better screens and stuff and obviously better games i guess if we want to talk about that but uh maybe more affordability um i want to see i want to see quest 3 get better like the next quest Compete, try to compete with the Apple Vision in the sense of productivity. I think that'd be really interesting. So you, they'd focus more on the AR and the. I guess Quest wouldn't be the good person to ask that from. I mean, the Quest Three, they've done a lot more like AR type stuff already. The path through is way better. Like there's AR games and stuff. Yeah, they do, but it doesn't. But I'm talking the productivity, like, let's assume you bought it for work because you wanted to use it for work. Like, that's kind of what the Vision's pitching for. Yeah. You got a MacBook. You connect the MacBook to the headset. It transfers the screen to your headset. You can do everything the MacBook can do. And then you have the benefit of being, like, having the, the screen in front of you any size you want open up a call on the other side, put it to the side, FaceTime, whatever, keep walking through the offices, pretend you're rich. Um. (laughs) I see what you're saying, but you can do all that exact same stuff with the Quest 3. Even if it's like mildly worse, you can still do it all. Yeah, through Quest Link. Yeah, you can. There's like not... The differences are kind of like marginal. They're Again, marginal. Even if the vision does do it better, I don't think the difference is big enough to be like, to really like separate it that much from the quest. Yeah, when you say it that way, I guess the biggest difference between the vision and the quest three would be UI and user friendliness. Yeah. In using like productive apps instead of a game. Yeah. I think the most <laughs> you want to know like what the most impressive thing from the Apple Vision uh, Pro for me was that that I saw in the video I watched, and it's kind of stupid because it's not like it's really not that big of a deal, but it was admittedly like pretty impressive. It's like when he would take like a window or something and set it down, and it just wouldn't move like no matter how much he moved his head, like as if yeah. the window was like there. I will admit that was very impressive. Do I think mm-hmm. that's like a big value? Not necessarily, but it was very impressive. It was just really cool to see, like no matter how much you moved, yeah. it's like, it's almost like the window was actually like supposed to be there. Right. Uh, 
yeah i i know what you mean no productivity but i think those aren't like that far apart uh except for like a little bit of more convenience in the apple uh, vision pro yeah i i think i covered everything i think about the headsets i think so me too yeah i think we're i can't I'm really just trying to think else. I oh, want better games. That's yeah. That's the last thing I was gonna say too. Actually, just better games. Games that are. I'd really love a, a VR chat type game. This will probably never happen unless VR like becomes like really mainstream. But uh, like a AAA studio makes like a VR chat type game, you know. So it's, yeah, like, super high quality. Um, I I wouldn't want a VR chat. Out of a triple A game, triple A developer, I would like a solid 40 hour campaign of something from a triple A that's actually fun and makes sense. And like the controls just work and they're convenient, it, do- it doesn't feel sluggish. The story is compelling, they actually put fucking work into it. Yeah. Like, my when I saw a headset, I know I bring up Halo a lot, but I think about how cool putting yourself in like just the Halo Three campaign or the Halo Reach campaign or any, not any Halo Guardians suck, but <laughs> most campaigns you just you give it good fidelity. You make give it really good VR controls, like bone lag controls or Half Life controls, and it like Half Life Alex is really good, but it does have that short, shorter single player game. Like it's a lot of good work, but it's still a shorter game than what you would play normally as a single player game. Elden Ring, if Elden Ring was not a third person game. But I think it's uh, it's it's difficult though, right? Because not every game would translate to VR. No, I think Halo would though. Probably I Halo. Halo be, yeah, I think Halo would be a really good one. Um, I was very hopeful when Half Life Alex came out, because I thought maybe because Half Life Alex was is like, I think the only AAA. Uh, VR game out there, I'm pretty sure. Except for, like, the stupid, like, Assassin's Creed, but, like, they're shitty, you know? Yeah, they're AAA, but they're <laughs> fucking worse than indie games. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so I had a lot of hope when that one came out, because I was like, maybe more studios will follow suit and be like... Because it was a success, man. Like, it didn't... It Maybe yeah, it wasn't, it... like, a... You know, it wasn't, like, the greatest success ever or anything, but, like, for a VR game, it did extremely well. Uh, See, the problem with VR is that they're not feeding us microtransactions yet, so there's no money to be made. Because when you can buy a game for $30 for VR specifically, because they're usually cheaper, and then that's it, they don't want to spend money to de- develop a game for that. Yeah, They want people to pay $60 a day in their game that yeah. barely has any features except bringing you to a store. Well, 
make a good single player game or multiplayer. It could be like a good VR multiplayer game, whatever. Put microtransactions in it for. I don't care about microtransactions if it's just for like visual stuff, like skins and stuff. So fucking throw them in there. People buy them, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not gonna buy them. <laughs> and I then. I want Fortnite microtransactions for every game because despite me not liking Fortnite, it's probably the best uh, microtransaction scheme. Not intrusive. They don't force feed you the store. They don't advertise you with the store like Destiny or Diablo 4. Or, like, if they can do those microtransactions in games, I'm completely fine with it. I still think they're like ridiculously expensive, though. The price doesn't matter because if it's not intrusive to the game, I just won't buy them if I think they're too expensive. I think it matters because games, the gamescape has changed. So like, it's a little bit different because a game like Fortnite gets a lot of updates over time and it's free to play. Mm -hmm. So it has to make money somehow. So it's kind of understandable that it sells skins to make money that way or like a battle pass or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but, but we used to get games with the skins in the game and you would earn the skins somehow, you know, kind of like the, like the way Spider-Man is like even the new Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, now you get like default skins in games. You got to pay for all the other skins. So you paid for, you know, you paid like in Canada, usually AAA games are like uh, 80 bucks. Um, so you pay 80 bucks you play a game you want to buy more skins or you gotta pay another 10 15 20 bucks like what the what? fuck are you talking about i paid 80 bucks for this game and you're trying to charge me more for these skins i, I agree with you in that sense but i don't think fortnite's the problem for that i think fortnite's doing it right but i i what you're bringing up is more on the diablo 4 type of fucking evilness i still this i still disagree Skins could be a lot cheaper. Like, look at Rocket League as an example. Uh, you know, like, it, it costs as much for a skin right now that it did to buy the whole entire game when it first came out. Yeah, but the problem with that is people buy them anyway, so why would they bring the price down? I know. That's the issue. That 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 That's not the same. You just brought up a different... <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I, I agree. I, like from a yeah, I, I know what you're saying though. Like, why would they do it if people buy them anyway? That doesn't change the fact that I think that the prices should go down. <laughs> I think the prices should go down, but I don't think they're evil and uh, force feeding you these terrible deals. And it's like psycho- psychologically built to make you feel like you have to buy something like other games. I didn't say any of that. <laughs> I did. Oh. That's what I was talking about. Uh and that's my point. If it's I that's why I said I don't care about the prices as much as they're they're uh how they show how they try to psychologically manipulate you to buy something. That's why I think Fortnite's a good scheme, because despite the price Nothing is force-fed to you to go buy something except other players teabagging you with a freaking John Wick skin or something. 
but that's not the game's fault. <laughs> and if you're a responsible adult, you shouldn't think, oh, I have to buy the John Wits again now. Yeah. And if you get the battle pass, it's like Rocky Lee, you earn enough V-Bucks to get another battle pass if you don't spend the V-Bucks on something else. So yeah. I think Fortnite has probably one of the most friendly uh, schemes out there. And then if I want to compare Diablo 4 to that, um, they recently released a skin that is offered with a $60 purchase of silver. So it's the only way to get it. It's considered a free skin, but you have to pay 60 bucks in the game. Then you get the skin and you get the the fake money. And it's an awesome skin. But it's obviously a trap to make you spend $60 on an $80 game. Yeah. And then there's other traps that are terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that type of shit is is really bad. Same yeah. as like gotcha games and stuff, right? Where you got to roll for, uh, mm-hmm. um, for better like heroes or whatever. Got to respect China for making the, the, any gambling illegal in video games thing recently, or they, I think they're trying to pass the law. Didn't they do it and then they repealed it or something? Did they? Aww. I think so. I, I feel like I heard about that recently. No, it's such good news. <laughs> I don't think any other country would have done it, but I think it was a step forward yeah. and China was doing it. Yeah. Let's go. Because gambling shouldn't be accessible to children at any point. Yeah. So there's no place, personally, in my opinion, there's no place for it in a video game because any child can play it. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Um, so we went like on another tangent there, but that's mm-hmm. par for the course for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think we can probably end the episode here. Uh, pretty much went through everything. So thank you everyone for listening or watching. Uh, we live stream on, uh, Twitch every Saturday at 5 PM EST. Uh, if you want to catch it live or then the podcast episode gets released a week later at on Saturday at 2 PM EST. And then, uh, yeah, my name is Manuel. And also I'm um, Jesse kid, and he's Jesse. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> also known as Kavium. Sorry. I didn't know you were going to do that part. So I wasn't sure at first and then it just came out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, I hope, I hope everyone has a good night. Enjoy yourselves. Have a good time. Unless it's daytime where you're at, and and yeah, no, no, you can be sitting on the can. I don't care. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye. Peace. <laughs>